never the underdog. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's up, Duke fans? Welcome to the Devil's Den podcast. I'm your host, Josh Smith, joined by my co-host, Raul and Shu. Got some games to react to from the last week. A little unfortunate. Duke ends up going one and one. Got a got a pretty big home win against Pittsburgh, 77-69, before going on the road. Kind of the, the tail of the tape this year. Um, drops another road game to Clemson, 72-64. That puts us at four and three in the ACC so we're going to get in and talk a little bit about these two games, um, spotlight a few players, and then we'll preview Miami, uh, who ironically, I guess we have the, pretty much the week off. I mean, we don't play them until Saturday. So nice little, nice little rest, rest some R&R, um, hopefully get things right a little bit. But let's just jump right in. So let's talk about Pittsburgh. Um, tale of two halves, tale of two games. That might be this the theme this week. It seems like we kind of played really well um, or much better for a 20-minute segment than we did in another 20-minute segment. Um, and this one, it was the second half where we kind of rallied from down 11. Um, really fun to watch that. I've watched that a few times. But we'll, we'll start with the bad, I guess, here. So down 11 at break, it was pretty close. Um Shoot, watching that first half, was it just Pitt got hot making shots, or did you see something in the defense or offense that just was causing us issues? I thought Pitt was just incredible with their guard play. Like Burton was hitting, you know, off of one foot runners through the lane. Um, Nelly was hitting threes. So was uh, Nike Sabande. Yeah. Um, I think uh, the other guard, Elliot, he was he was getting some open shots. I think they ended up hitting fourteen of sixteen from two. Uh, point range in the first half against us. And and like I said, a lot of them were just tough shots. Um, for us, uh, the turnovers were were a big problem. And that, you know, that kept us from being able to really keep uh keep pace with them. And we were playing with them pace, you know, point for point. And then they got that little break there towards the uh the last five minutes or so. It's kind of been a theme for us to not be able to close out a first half. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it just kind of like the wheels fall off there for whatever reason. And like once we I mean, we've talked about this and we see this when anytime a defense adjusts to what we're running, it seems like we're just in like concrete trying to figure out like what the counter punch is going to be. And usually we just result to kind of some one on one stuff or guys start trying to do too much. And we just don't have the personnel um, um, for that, really. So we come back in the second half. Um, you know, it took a little bit for us to kind of get going. They kind of pushed it the lead up a little bit that looked like they were just going to kind of take control of the game there. Um, and then it kind of flips and we have a huge just defensive second half. I thought, I mean, just the pressure we were putting some of the different kind of the ways we tweaked the drop coverage a little bit was nice. We had the big kind of actually stay up. We were dropping too much, um, dropping way too far. Yeah. That's what uh, I was going to bring up about the first half was we were kind of, we had a saggy spot in the middle and that's where Burton was really hurting us with those yeah. runners and floaters just soft spot in the middle of the defense once you get past the initial uh, kind of guard defense. Yeah. But in the yeah. second half, we brought the bigs way up. We switched everything. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't want to jump ahead too much, but that kind of comes back to bite us again against Clemson. Mm, you yeah. know, in that second half, Ryan was just playing way too far. Um, at some point in the drop, you have to kind of step up and deny, yeah. you know. Well, even, even in the first half uh, against yeah. Clemson, uh, Hall hit a bunch of mid-range jumpers. Yep. Um, 
So let's talk about that a little bit. I mean, you've already mentioned some of the adjustments that we were making. Um, I thought we really did a better job kind of pushing the ball, getting into better sets. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Filipowski was phenomenal against Pitt. I mean, it just seemed like anything he was putting up, he was getting to anywhere he wanted to get to. Um, great from the line. I mean, anytime you have 28 and 15, things are just going well. Obviously, the turnovers are still there. We'll kind of get into that a little bit of its uh, Clemson. But the offensive rebounding really came back on strong this week, I thought. Even in a loss, I mean, we still were able to really um, own our glass. I think we had, what, 24 or something against against Pittsburgh. The two-big lineup was working. So what do you think made the difference here? You, You talked about the guards in the first half. What was the switch for you? Was it just kind of intensity? Was it schematic? Was those guys just coming back to earth a little bit? What did you kind of attribute that to? I mean, I like the all switch and everything defense that we went to in the second half because especially with Lively in, that game wasn't really a game for Ryan Young, Federico, Federico. They said it in the broadcast. They don't really look to run offense through him, so he's not really a threat, Um, but he's just, you know, a different player, different matchup for Young, so it was – when you don't have a guy that's an offensive threat, you can play lively because he is also, right? We're playing four on four on both sides, basically. Right. Um, right. So lively and lively's able to, to get down and, and, you know, stay with guards. He was staying in front of Cummings. He was staying in front of Burning, making them take tough jumpers over him. And, and in the second half, they, you know, they didn't hit all those shots. And that, I thought that really made the difference for us. And we yeah. limited the turnovers a lot too in the second half. And we were able to get out and run off that, you know, that defense, we were able to really get some pace going. Um, I thought Proctor had a really good game against Pitt. You know, he has 14 points, five assists, no turnovers. That's what, that's solid. You know, he was really getting out, pushing the ball. Um, tough game for Derek, tough week for Derek, really. You know, obviously, of course, that's the way it goes after we're sitting here for <laughs> a week and a half talking about making him an alpha. And then we just get this set of games where it wasn't wasn't quite there. Um, Mitchell wasn't, didn't really do a whole lot against, against Pitt either. Um, except for, you know, he was, he was able to get to the line, which was really yeah. nice. That I think he huge. had like nine rebounds as well. So that yep. was good. Yeah. Shot wasn't um, quite there though, but yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say like, uh, in that second half, it wasn't just, uh, putting length on the guards that helped a lot. Like a uh, shoe was saying, um, but it was also that we had really active hands and we were digging in like a lot on their drives and we were able to get a lot of deflections. I thought Lively was great at that. Um, Proctor was great at it too. And uh, I wanted to shout out Grandison as well because yeah. he was in for most of that run. And he, I, I thought that was one of his better games. We hit a yeah. big three from the corner there. When we oh really yeah, yeah. Hit, yeah. When they'd cut it to six. Yep. And yeah, he pushed it back up to three. nine. That was yeah. one of the biggest shots of the game. Yep. Yeah. And then I wanted to come back to Proctor too, who you just mentioned. Um, down the stretch when we were running stall ball and they had cut it to four. He makes two huge shots off of drives that I thought sealed the game. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked what he was doing in those high ball screens. We gave him a lot of freedom. Um, his change of pace was really nice. Able to get into the lane. Had some, like you said, some really big time finishes there. Um, you know, and I, I'm going to spotlight Lively a little bit later, but I think since we're talking about this Pittsburgh game, you know, his numbers don't like pop. And I don't think his numbers are ever really going to pop. 
uh, and the way that you would kind of look at that stuff. But I thought against Pittsburgh, he was really solid. I mean, obviously the fouls are an issue, but he has mm. six and four. And I thought that he was the one that really kind of sparked us there oh, when yeah. we went on our run. Um, he had like a two minute like window where he just played some like really, really great basketball. I mean, he gets switched onto Burton up top, kind of on that island. Burton's trying to break him down. He just kind of picks his pocket and just, what, what was even more impressive than that was he picked it and immediately just kicks it forward. Um, yep. And then that led to the Proctor and one. Yep. He comes back down. He gets a big rebound, gets a block, gets that nice little hook shot in the lane, which we haven't. I don't think we've seen one of those drops. Yeah, I think he actually year. attempted a couple more of them, too. Yeah, so, he, yeah. he did. He, short he armed one. one. After okay. that, he short armed one. Um, and then to me, that play of the game is when we get out, we run. Proctor's finding lively, running the floor hard, kind of bobbles the catch just yeah, I know a little he, he bit. He was in too deep, too. Yeah, he bobbles it just a little bit, but then just dumps it right down mm-hmm. to flip. The place went nuts after that. I mean, that was, you know, just a great, great sequence from him. It was cool for him to have that moment. Um, loved Shire and him kind of having that little just hug in the huddle after that, you know. Again, it's not the the type that it's not the type of performance that you would think of like, okay, this guy's the number one recruit, but I think by this point in the year, we have to just adjust to what we're looking at and at least see growth. You know, yeah. at least see him out there just having fun, just playing basketball. You know, it looked like this week to me was the only time where he was just just play ball, you know, just play. Um, so you know, to me that was huge. Obviously, he still had the five fouls. That's have you just, noticed that's that issue, we uh... but that we find him more when Proctor's running point versus Roach. Yeah, yeah I think Proctor's had an, at least one lob for a dunk to him in yeah. each of those two games. So, yeah. 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 Um, Sorry, I cut you off. You were talking about the fouls. Yeah, I mean, that's just, and we've kind of beat that horse to death already, but, you know, five fouls in 12 minutes, mm-hmm. we got to find a way to get well, some of them he picks up are ticked. Some yeah. of them are really, really bad. Yeah. Like doesn't and, get, he doesn't get a friendly whistle, but, like I talked about bur- the bringing the arms down, it's a bad thing. And then also the and ones. Yeah, like if he's going to foul, he needs to foul harder. Yep. Because yeah. he might be leading the nation in and ones per minute. Yeah. Given up, yeah. I mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. he gets a lot like a- around the perimeter too, just like yeah. kind of getting his hands yeah. in, you know. And a lot of them are, like I said, they're they should be no calls if anything. Um, but it is what it is. Yeah. Um. And before we kind of switch to Clemson, I, I do kind of want to say a little bit here. You know, we kind of found some offense in that pit game, especially in the second half. And it was really just due to being able to get out and run. And, you know, you and I were at media day, coaches talking about that, wanting to play up and down. We haven't really seen that. Um, is that something that we should try to kind of like be a little bit more intentional about? I mean, Proctor seemed really comfortable in the open. Really, almost everyone that was on the floor for that segment, I mean... Filipowski's running the floor hard. Lively's obviously just going to always run the floor pretty hard. Um, Blake's is going hard. Whitehead's going hard. Grandison is filling the lanes. I mean, everyone kind of had some kind of role in that. Maybe we should look to do that more. Now, that does require either us to send less guys to the boards or to force some turnovers, which is obviously it not also, the most it also reliable, limits but. It also limits Young's minutes, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Yeah. It does. So that might be an issue, you know, considering how effective Young has been at times. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you could, if we could try to make that switch in game, right. if that's too hard to kind of say, okay, let's flip a 
flip a switch and this is how we're going to play with this group in. This is how we're going to play when these guys, I don't know. Um, but at least it's something to look maybe to look at. And obviously the, when we were switching like that, Lively does give you that kind of flexibility to be able to switch up top. Whereas you probably don't want young getting up there too much, you know? Yeah. Well, one thing about the pit game that I, I mean, and obviously getting out and, and scoring some easy baskets does help, but I thought our offensive rebounding was what won us the game. I mean, yeah. We, sh- we shot poorly again. I think we shot, was it 20, maybe like 22% from three yeah. in that game. 36 um, from the four, not yeah. good, you know. But, you know, when you scoop up 24 of your 50 rebounds or offensive, then, you know, uh, you're giving yourself more chances to to put one in. And that's what we did. Yeah. And that's where, you know, that's where young shots, he has 10 rebounds in that pits game. Seven of them are offensive, you know? So it's just kind of, it's hard. And we've talked about this. I feel like really, since we had a big enough sample size too, is just the way the rosters build. It doesn't seem like we can really lean one way or the other too far in terms of like pace versus kind of slowing it down and and sticking with the offensive rebound. Cause at this point in the season, we kind of are what we are. Um, and that's what we are, right? Is rebound the ball. Unless, um, you know, Lively suddenly going to be able to play 30 minutes without fouling out, then I don't see how you make that switch because you're going to have to have Young in there some. You know, when Roach comes back, he likes to play slow too. So unless you could just stick to the five-man group that really runs the best, I just don't see how we're going to be able to do that throughout a whole game. Yeah, and we, I don't think we are. Um, I do think we could get if we could get Lively closer to twenty to twenty-five yeah. minutes. That would be huge instead of twelve to fifteen. You know, because one thing that did kind of start to show, and I don't, you know, I'll talk about it later too. But um, again, he's not crashing the boards at an insane rate, but he is at least starting to rebound. You know, he had four mm-hmm. against Clemson. I think he had four or five against Pitt. Again, those aren't eye popping, but in the numbers that he's in, if he pays. If he plays 24 minutes, right. then he has 12 and eight against right. Pitt, which is not, you know, that's what we want. Um, so we'll see. I know, I know John was talking about it in his post game. He had, he was pretty, you know, proud of the week that Lively had, the yeah. strides that he was making. So hopefully that continues to build. It's unfortunate that it coincides with Dorit kind of having a little bit of a, a slump week. Um, took a lot of shots against Pittsburgh, didn't really make a lot of shots, but. That's See, just, I prefer I prefer that to what he did against Clemson. Just where he takes six shots, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you're going to be out there, then you got to shoot. Yeah. Um, well, I guess that's a good segue. We can talk about the the Clemson game. Um, I have a few thoughts about Derek in that one, but we'll, we'll just start out. This was a battle. <clears throat> it was it was a really fun game to watch. I mean, it was hard fought game to watch. It was very intense. Um, obviously we didn't get the result that we wanted, which was disappointing, but you know, I was pretty proud of the effort, the execution that we were doing on the road. You go back and watch those state games, those weight games, we're just lost. I mean, we were just rattled. Um, I thought we, we we held our composure in that first half, had some nice runs, kind of met the crowd, met the energy, showed up for a fight, just kind of ran out of gas, just couldn't sustain it. Um, offense just completely fell apart on us in the second half to me that's what it was you know we let them score 42 but some of that is when you're not scoring it just starts to starts to wear Um, i wouldn't even say it was a full second half as much as like 
you know, just the final like minute. seven minutes, really. Yeah, the seven minutes, yeah. Yeah, the final seven minutes. I mean, for 33, 34 minutes, I thought we were the better team. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought we deserved, we were deserving to win, to use an old kind of Coach K-ism there. Um, and it, we just couldn't finish the game. We couldn't close it out, you know. It, it and the got last, away from uh, us there, but. The last two minutes and 30 seconds, I think, were particularly bad. Yeah. Uh, we're only down one, 58 to 57. Um, then, you know, they go on what well, they outscore us 14 to seven or something the rest of the way. Yep. Yep. And, and the defense the, just falls apart. <laughs> right. And I think the only, uh, points we made were maybe free throws during that stretch. Yeah. We had like a segment in the second and I don't, I think it was a little bit earlier when we were still kind of maybe up one or two. And I think we missed like four straight, just wide, mm-hmm. wide open threes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, you couldn't ask for better shots and they just don't go. Yeah. Proctor threw the one like over his shoulder as he was driving. Yeah, it's into good guys, right? Yeah. Flip, Flip shooting it, Grandison yeah. shooting it. I think Whitehead yeah. shot one, and I think Proctor shot one. You couldn't pick four other guys that you'd want shooting those open ones, and they just they don't go. Um, I mean, the the story for me down the stretch, the last five minutes, um, we're playing in Little John. Like I said, the on the previous pod, we've never shot well in there. We didn't again uh, Saturday, but. The last five minutes, we're playing a, a veteran team of older guys, and we're, we're we have five freshmen in the game for the last yep. five minutes. And, yep. and I thought, you know, it it showed in the result there what happens like that. They beasted us kind of in the interior down the stretch there. Like if you look at the play by play, it's like free throw, layup, free throw, layup, yeah. layup, layup, free throw, layup. You know, so yeah, yeah. Chef wouldn't kind of yeah put the screws on on flip there down the stretch he did yeah. hall was just phenomenal all game you know especially yeah. that first half but that was fine you know we were kind of just kept like everybody else from doing anything everyone else was coming out was staying home um you know i thought our defense was other than that like second half when we couldn't control the paint was really right. good i mean chase hunter we hold him to one to ten um we had done a good job on their guards that hunter tyson had been yeah. really big for them he was pretty didn't quiet anything. didn't really hear much from him galloway and hall kind of did it and chef went yeah. and really to me it was galloway being able to get into the interior like really easily in that second half um we got lost on on several you know of those the rotations and help wasn't there you know, I, I still thought though that we we played well enough to win. You know, it kind of like I said, I got away from us. I thought Proctor played really well again, especially those first thirty some minutes. And then he, you know, at the end, we're just trying to chunk up some threes and, and make something happen. And he finishes five of fifteen. But yeah, I mean, he has seventeen and five. Right. Um, only the one assist. You kind of like to see that stay where it was right. against Pittsburgh. Um, Three turnovers that game, but yeah, yeah you including know, including a big one, I think when we were only down one late. Try to um, get it to flip. Yeah, yeah. Which then led to them going down and missing a three, but then getting like two offensive rebounds, I believe, and then making a layup. So to me, that was the biggest turning point in the game, that whole sequence. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, we just uh, took some bad shots down the stretch yeah. too. We did. We did. And I think for me, we, we talked about this a little bit too of, you know, Flip has a huge game against Pittsburgh. And obviously you want that. We needed it, every single bit of it to win that game. But then it looked like from for here, when things got a little tight, he just tried to do too much yeah. again. You know, I mean, he had 
Um, four fouls. I think he fouls out. So it's five fouls. I think four of them are offensive. At least three were for sure, where he's just driving, charging through the lane. Um, 22 shots is a little bit, you know, we, we talked about that too. When he gets into that territory, uh, and he still has 18 and 14, but you know, a lot of those are, you know, or you pointed this out offline too, is just him missing his own shot and getting it right. And so, that, that's fine. That's good. But I think here it just, he got outside of himself a little bit. Um, you know, it's, it, it's tough to critique him too much after the performance that he just had against Pitt. I get it. Um, and then in the second half when nothing's falling and then we went to that though, and it, it just made it way worse. <laughs> right. Then you stop the ball movement. You stop kind of the penetration. You get into this one-on-one stuff. And like I said earlier, we just don't have the guys for that. Just don't have mm-hmm. a roster for it. Um, you know, it is what it is, I guess. But I mean, I think on the positive side, I think we may have found something again, this is sort of jumping ahead a little bit, but um, with getting Proctor a little bit more involved and allowing him to push the pace and letting him get into the lane a little bit more, I think there's something to be explored there going forward. And, you know, in a way it might be good that Roach is out provided we don't, he's not out too long. We don't lose too many games, but just to get Proctor some confidence and to, you know, have the offense revolve a little bit more around him, maybe. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. You know, I think at this point we're we're gonna be what three or four games without Roach. We've really mm-hmm. seen kind of Proctor get more and more comfortable in that role. You know, when you bring Roach back, hopefully him being the veteran, being the guy, just are you willing to kind of play a little bit differently? Are you willing to kind of play off him, run the floor, get your spots? Because uh, it's not like Proctor is going to be just the on-ball guy the whole time. But I do think, like you said, especially in that high pick and roll, just being able to initiate offense out of that when other actions aren't working, he's probably the best on our team at being able to do that, I would say. Um, Roach, when he's good, can definitely do that too. So having both would be nice, but I think it is that we got to find some roles, I guess. You know, we're sitting here at January 15th and it's kind of hard to really understand who does what consistently you know in terms of role definition we've kind of had so many different lineups and, and fluctuations there but hopefully we can find something with that you mentioned proctor i think again lively getting him that confidence too you get a guy like roach back may i mean there's still time so it's you know no one's going to feel sorry for us you got to keep playing games um but you know if we're looking on the the half full side maybe Maybe that translates to something for us. I don't know. We're going to have a big test coming up, so I guess we'll see. But um, anything else y'all want to hit on on the Clemson game before we kind of spotlight some players here? I mean, look, overall, I was disappointed with the, with the way we lost. But, you know, coming into it, I didn't expect us to win. As a matter of fact, if you would have asked me a week ago, I'd have thought we would have lost by 20. You know, same outcome as the same. I believe I said game. bloodbath on this last pod, which it yeah. wasn't. So Yeah, exactly. So, um, you can definitely see the progress. You know, we didn't start out down 18 points <laughs> at one of the toughest environments to play in. And we, we at least learned that lesson. We haven't quite learned what it all takes to win for 40 minutes, but we have learned that like you got to show up on the road. You got to yeah, be we were, ready we to were go. down, uh, I think we were down seven to two. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we were able to kind of come back fairly quickly and tie it up was big for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I then mean, he would we take the lead, obviously. Yeah, we were up seven, I think, in the first half. It was like yeah. 32 to 25. Um, unfortunately, it gets to 34, 32. They were up in the second half, out, too, yeah. Again, closing yeah. out first half. 
Closing out. Yeah. Yeah. We get up in the second half a little bit. Um, and then, you know, like Shire was saying on the, on the, the presser there at the post game, we just couldn't keep them out of our paint. We just let them get really deep in that, in that, uh, in the interior there in the second half. And it wasn't just bigs, you know, Galloway was getting in there. Uh, what was the other guard beetle or something like that? Yeah. I think he was kind of, um, in there a little bit. And- yeah. Uh, unfortunately for my boy, Derek, he got, burned off the dribble several times yeah i thought his defense was maybe the worst that we've seen of him yeah which was weird because i was feeling like he was trending towards being one of our best defenders over his stretch you know before these last couple games yep um and i didn't even think he was terrible defensively against pittsburgh um but against clemson it was just like you know maybe it was just happened to kind of seen on him but i think he let the 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 hunter kid just kind of blow right passing from the perimeter and dunk on you it's like dude you gotta you know and that's that's when the game's tight it's still up for grabs um got lost on a few kind of rotations there it happens but just uh, in a game like this where every possession is just so huge especially when it when all of this kind of unfolds in the final six minutes that's that kind of hurts i'll say you got to have better help back there too because The fact of the matter is you're not always going to be able to keep somebody out of the lane one-on-one, no matter who you are. Yep. So the um, fact that there was nobody rotating over to stop those drives was a problem too. Yeah, and I would have liked to see more lively in the second half. Right. I thought he played really well in that first half for us. Um, you know, Derek even found him for that nice little dunk in the transition. Um, Proctor, I think, had him for a lob there. We were actually at least contesting the, the non-ISO post possessions you know hall was kind of getting just isoed up and just doing whatever he wanted to but in terms of drives and then just being able to just funnel it down our throats i thought wow we did a really good job and then we kind of he only has two fouls but we just go away from him a little bit and flip got gassed because his defense was he was just not really offering any kind of rotational help in that second half late in the second half i think lively also had the two goaltends in a row right they made an 8-0 run to tie it up when we were up and two of those baskets were yeah, well, I, I like his aggressiveness, but one of them, like, you got to know you can't mess with that. That thing was it was coming down, yeah, clearly coming down, and just let it. If it's a goaltend, it's a hundred percent two points for them. If you just let it go, they they might miss it, you know. Yeah, and I'm not, you know, it's not a huge critique because then to the way that they started playing in that second half, like you're talking about all those cuts and off ball movements. I mean, you know, is he going to be able to guard Shefflin or PJ Hall? Probably not. You know, not just the way those guys were playing. Um, yeah, but, but there's been a little bit of a trend, I think, um, because Shire wants to get so many people minutes. I think he sometimes kind of almost randomly goes away from the lineup that's working. Whereas I wish, you know, he would just sometimes stick with what's working a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, I Lively want- was effective in the first half. He only has two fouls, but yet he only plays 15 minutes. Yeah, exactly. Um, and another question I had for you all, because when I was watching the the end of that second half, obviously, you know, it was me and Elle watching it. So, like, I'm kind of with her and we're playing around watching the game, too. Um, did we break out the zone? in that second half against Clemson when they started to really just drive the ball and get into the paint. I don't remember seeing it um, like consistently for a segment and we've done it often before when, when teams have really started driving on us. And it was to me, I was, it was curious of 
we have that in our bag. We've talked about being able to use it. We can't keep them out of the paint. We can't stop penetration. We're tired. We're gassed. Maybe try it. They, they were awful from three. Now, they're a good three-point shooting team, better than we are, um, but not not Saturday. They yeah. were. So I think they hit three. They of, were three of 17. Yeah. Um, Just slightly better than us. So, you know, to me, it was like, well, maybe that's you know, obviously hindsight now. Um, but it was just weird considering how often we had pulled that out before of maybe go to it. But, you know, maybe coach was just like, hey, we're we're limiting them from three. I don't want them to start to get hot from three. So we'll just kind of keep this and see if we can, you know, Run what about it, the but. what about the switching as an option there? Do you think we were probably just too tired for that, or yeah? Because it looked to me like we mostly just played straight up, like we our did. regular defense. I think we did. Yeah, we were just kind of getting, but we didn't rotate. Um, yeah, maybe the switch. But then again, when you go away from lively, yeah, that maybe yeah, that's that was yeah, like, hey, we, man, we're not but, switching now. Um, right. So you know, I don't, I don't know. It was tough. Um, I, I'm not too down on it. To me, I. I kind of expected that to be a loss much better duke teams have lost to much worse clemson teams obviously something special is going on down there this was a team predicted to finish like 11th in conference they're sitting here at seven and oh yeah so you know they're, they're rolling um they play a fun brand of basketball they played hard it's a great game you know it sucks we didn't get the result but if, if you take away those final two minutes um when they kind of just push it out and we're missing front ends and they kind of end up kind of running away with from us a little bit. And some That's of it was a game. little bit inflated because of the intentional fouls too. Yeah. Yeah. Down yeah. the stretch. So, you know, they didn't really win by eight or whatever it was. It was no, it was a one, one possession game right. to me. I mean, that's what it was. Um, well, that's the, the thing with this Clemson team, they shoot the free throws so well, like you can't yeah. be in that position down the street. You need to be winning if you're going to win that game down the stretch. Yeah. Yeah, we had, you know, we had plenty of opportunities, um, couldn't execute, couldn't, you know, one or two more big plays. Obviously, you missed, mentioned those four wide open threes, um, and it happens. But let's do a little bit of player spotlights here. Obviously, we've talked about these guys kind of already, um, but, you know, let's let's we'll go in depth here a little bit. Roel, who did you have across this week that's uh, worth, worth talking about here? Yeah, I have Filipowski, and we addressed a little bit of, the uh the good and the bad here um mm-hmm. you know for me it's just a question of what we really want his usage to be i mean against pitt he has a 29% usage which is you know fine and he's having a great game too but then against uh clemson he's 37% usage and you know so against pitt nobody else is over 20% against clemson i think the next highest guy is like uh Proctor at maybe 25% or something. So there's a huge discrepancy there is my point. Um, And it's kind of like, yes, he's our most aggressive player, but is there not a way to get other guys a little bit more involved? Like Whitehead goes missing against Clemson, basically. Mitchell has an efficient night, I think, but he only takes like eight shots. Uh, Grandison comes out. He's out there for like 17 minutes and only takes two shots. Yep. Um, so I just think there's a little bit of over-reliance on him and it sometimes shows up in his efficiency. You know, at this point, I'm kind of rehashing what we said before. Uh, one thing I did like though, was the way we used him versus Pitt. I think we talked about this offline a little bit, but 
you know, in the first half, there were some of those spin moves and awkward drives from the perimeter. He ends up with four total turnovers. I, I assume most of those were in the first half, maybe three of them or something, or maybe all, all four. Yeah. All of them, okay. Yeah. Um, but the, the thing that changed in the second half was we were giving him simpler post-ups in deeper. Yep. You know, he's just catching the ball and he just has to turn. He doesn't have to, you know, make a, you know, a long, elaborate kind of dribble move in from the perimeter. You know, and then the other thing was we were able to get out in transition, which we've already mentioned, and he was able to just, you know, catch some on the run and just have simple finishes that way. So I'd like to see a little bit more of that. I think we just kind of tend to, like you mentioned, default to, uh, you know, Filipowski ISO once, uh, you know, teams take away our initial action. And that's what leads to those kind of eight of 22 nights. Yeah. Yeah, especially those ISOs from the perimeter. That's really the yeah. only thing. To me, it's not the yeah. usage. It's just that part of, right. you know, if we if we sit down, and I'm sure these guys are looking at film and looking at the mm-hmm. analytics and stuff, and I don't have that number, but I'd like to just see what our points per possession is on Filipowski drives. And maybe <laughs> it's much better than I think it is, but the turnovers, um, the finishing, he's much better when we're, you know, we talked last week when he's coming off those kind of Spain pick and rolls on the secondary guy, when, when he's already rolling to the basket and then we give it to him versus asking him to go from a standstill from the top of the key and then get to the rim. It's just not there. He's got to quit lowering his shoulder though. Yeah. Yeah. That's automatic. Yeah. Yeah. And they're calling it on him every time. Um, You know, I will say for him though, he he plays super hard, which gives you a little more leeway, you know, it just, he's out there fighting. He's out there competing. It's really just, just trying to tone down a little bit of that, what you're doing from the perimeter. Um, now, if this was a different Duke team or if he was playing the five and he then all of a sudden we're five out, then sure. But when we're playing Mitchell out there, Young out there, Lively out there's there, not the space. there's not the space for Proctor and Roach to get there, much less a big guy trying to kind of force his way down through there. Um, he also couldn't really get to the free throw line against Clemson. You know, he shoots, what, 14 or so, 13 or so against Pitt. Shoots yep. three against... Um, against Clemson, you know, some of that's just going to be how the, the game is officiated. You can't do a whole lot about that, but like to see him kind of get more, more of that, get to the line a little bit more. Um, I think he did hit a three in both of these games. So hopefully that's, that's at nice, least yeah. starting to come back a little bit. I will um, say there was a much tighter whistle against Pitt overall. I mean, both teams were in foul trouble yeah. pretty early in the second half. Yeah. yeah. We didn't hit on that, but John did do a masterful job. Like, navigating through the foul trouble oh yeah pit game yeah that yeah i'm glad you mentioned that that was impressive i mean yeah. proctor went out proctor was in foul minutes. trouble i mean he had two thousand yeah. like the minute and a half or something yeah. crazy um, yeah that's actually the one i was most worried about because you need somebody uh, to run the team you know yeah, yeah. um and blake's right, well, hasn't been quite as good as he had yeah been. he's kind of cooled off for sure um but well you mentioned proctor so she i'll let you go ahead yeah, I mean, I thought Proctor had a great week. Um, obviously, that pit game down the stretch, and we've already hit on it, just clutch. Uh, he had that big and one, had the the turnaround um, when we really needed a basket. Um, so it was big to see that. The the three-point shooting still, you know, he hit a shot. I think he hit two against Clemson, uh, one against Pitt. So um, overall, I, I think they had him at nine three-pointers in the Clemson game, but I, he might have took two of those there in the last minute when it was just yeah you know, i think yeah so two let's say two of seven in game time which i probably don't want him taking seven threes um that's that's probably the bad there 
the five assists and no turnovers in the pit game was crucial because everybody we were turning it over like like it was nobody's business that that first half especially. Um, he did have three turnovers in the Clemson game, but you know overall just thought he grew up in this last week. And and Raul kind of mentioned it or hit on it. It might be the the silver lining and and Roach getting hurt is that it's kind of forced Proctor to to grow up this fast. So hopefully when we get Jeremy back and they can kind of find that mojo together, we'll we'll be better off for it. Yeah, I think he hit his first three in both games, almost mm-hmm. from like the same area. It seemed like too that kind of like high wing. Um, yeah, it looked confident too. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, we mentioned it already, but I thought it was a great week from him. Obviously, it kind of got away from him a little bit in, against Clemson there. But, you know, for 30-some minutes across the week, he was phenomenal, especially in running the offense and getting us. He's the one guy now, um, you know, I, we thought Dariq could be that guy, and Dariq still can be that guy because that step back is lethal. Even that one he hit against Pitt was just nice. You know, it was nice. And that um, around the – Around the back dribble move, yeah, the, a couple back, times. Yeah, he yeah. got that one against Clemson. Nice well. That was his only his only bucket. Right. Uh, so he can be that guy. But Proctor seems to be pretty comfortable in terms of point of attack, using right. the screens, um, just being able to maneuver down in there, finding guys on the roll. Um, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully we can continue to build off that. It's going to be an interesting week of practice for these guys too, with a week off to see see where we stand. Um, but I guess I'll, I'll round it out here, and I'm going to take Lively. And again, it's not that he's blowing the doors off, but I think at this point in the season, we kind of have to put some of that to the side and just say, okay, well, he is what he is, and can we just judge him on what he's been at Duke? Um, and if I'm doing that, then to me, this is clear progression. It's slow. Big guys do develop slower, but just seeing him take those two hook shots or whatever you want to call them against uh pit was nice just being able to get in there and do something um prior to that it seems like every time he catches on the block he's looking to kind of pass it which he's had some decent passes but some of the they're just playing off that now you know you got to be able to turn and finish so you know not nothing crazy from him six and four against pit um four four and then he did have two assists against clemson not playing a lot yet he does have the highest defensive rating on the team in these two games so that tells us a little bit about what his impact could be but and maybe he gives us another look you know we talked about proctor we talked about lively i think those two play really well together in the pick and roll and what they're doing so maybe we can find something with that to go to go along with uh with flip and get something else going just a, a little bit of a wrinkle here um but you know we'll see we'll see what happens but before we get out of here let's talk a little bit about miami so big game um you know we all know what how miami plays we all know what larinaga likes to do they always have lethal guards that just kill you off the bounce not really much different <laughs> this year. The names have changed a little bit, but the formula is still pretty much the same. Isaiah Wong, you probably all recognize him. Um, the, the transfer in Nigel Pack, who hasn't quite broke the doors down like kind of we thought he was, but he's still shooting, you know, 36% from three and he shot 90 of them. So, you know, that tells you we don't have anyone on our team close to that. Um, is that worth $800,000 or whatever? <laughs> uh, not if I'm paying, but you know, <laughs> I'm not cutting the checks. But these guys are going to shoot threes, basically, is what it comes down to. Jordan Miller, Nigel Pack, um, Isaiah Wong, all those guys have taken and make a lot of threes. They all shoot 34% or better. Um, you know, they got a guy coming off the bench, and I think he comes off the bench, but uh, Joseph, Bensley Joseph, um, doesn't mm-hmm. play a, a ton, a ton. 
but he's shooting almost 40% from 32. So that's going to be an issue. Um, you know, yeah, they've got some very good offensive players. Um, yeah. They've got three significant contributors who are at offensive ratings of 120 or higher. So Wong, yeah. uh, Norchad, sorry, I don't know how to say his last name, but, uh, and then Jordan Miller. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and they're, they're similar to Duke in that they haven't played super great away from home either in conference. Yeah. Um, they lose, you know, they've lost two out of their last three on the road, um, Georgia Tech, and then they lost to NC State uh, Saturday in overtime. Um, you know, so maybe playing in Cameron can can really help us out there. They play again tomorrow night or Monday night too against Syracuse. So that'll be interesting to see what they look like. Um, but that again, that's that's down in Coral Gables. So maybe us being back at home can can give us a little bit, but you know, um they're they're top three in offensive and defensive efficiency in the conference. So I see two reasons to be optimistic. One is how well we played at home versus on the road. Um yeah. you know, it's pretty uncanny if you go through like our performances road versus home. Like anytime we've had an offensive rating under a hundred, those are all been on the road. Anytime we've had an offensive rating over 115, which would be excellent, obviously, those are all at home. You know, some of it's competition because we feasted on some cupcakes early. But still, so there's that. And then there's Miami's kind of overall offensive versus defensive splits. We've typically done better this year against good offenses and poor defenses. And, you know, there's other reasons to be optimistic, too. You know, we haven't, obviously, we're coming off a loss, which isn't great, but we have found the offensive rebounding again. Um, the next one's kind of a little bit fluky, but we are first in the conference and three-point percentage defense. So maybe that helps um, a little bit there. So it's a little scary, though. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, you don't want to rely on that. And, you know, obviously, we're sitting at four and three. So if that trends back the other way, then we're in trouble. But And we get uh, a little bit extra practice and rest time. We, you know, we have this whole week off. I think Miami's playing. Yeah, they play tomorrow or Monday. They play, they play Monday. Syracuse. So they'll still have four or five days. Um, right. But it's at Miami. Uh, and maybe we get Roach back. You know, there's. That's what I was Have you guys heard anything about that? Or I mean, I would have assumed when he went out that that was the plan. Is like we have this entire week off, let him sit. What he said, three games. Yeah, give him give him a week off, an extra week off, and then bring him back for the Miami game. But you know, I don't I don't have any insider access, so I'm not real sure uh, what's going on with it. And these things are always close to the vest anyway, with the way injuries work. I would expect they're at least going to try to get him integrated. You know, I would hope because um, the the schedule picks up. You know, I mean, we got Miami next at home, but then back to back road games, and so you go to Virginia Tech, who again this year they're just uh, the same thing kind of as last year. Is they're just great in the non con. They start awesome, and then they come in and they lose five in a row. And it's like, who knows what's happening up there? Um, you know, you lose to beat- Boston College, Wake, Clemson State, Syracuse. Thank God they beat North Carolina, so we'll yeah, give them a Carolina pass. There. But, yeah. um, you know, and I'm sure that place will be rocking for us, and that's just the way it goes. But, you know, this it's it's coming. It's com- And even the, the Carolina game is not far off the, off the plate now. You know, we're looking at, what, two, three weeks, and, and that game's here. So, yeah, um, we're we got to We got to figure out a way to um, – win some of these road games and to score more than 65 points on the road. 
Yeah. Yeah. We got to find some scoring, um, you know, for what it's worth. Ken Palm is predicting us to beat Miami 76, 71 at home, but they are also, he's also projecting us to lose that Virginia tech. So to me, if you do drop the Virginia tech game again, none of these losses that we have are bad. No, we have five losses and, they're all, all the worst all one is Wake one. Forest, you know, and that's the worst ones. one. So, yep. At a certain point, ones. it's kind of death by a thousand paper cuts, though. Yeah. It like is. you have to win a few of those games you're not supposed to, because then it puts so much pressure on you to win every game you're supposed to. And it means yeah. if you drop like a Boston College, like we almost did, then suddenly yeah. you're out of the tournament. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes that, you know, um, at, right after that Virginia Tech game, we go and play Georgia Tech. Right. So we do have almost a week off in between those, not to preview the whole schedule here again, but, you know, that Georgia Tech game's a, a must win. Um, you know, playing, um, you know, you go up to Syracuse, you, you really want to be able to, to win one there, but none of them are going to be easy. But you're right. At some point, we need to steal a few of these games on the road. Um, but would definitely be nice to just maintain sort of at home and just keep, oh, yeah. keep rolling out wins there. If we can do that at least... That sets us up to finish above 500 in the conference. So. Right. And then we would have, if we did that, we'd have a win over Miami and a win over UNC. And then you add that to the non-conference wins. I think that's comfortably in the tournament. Yeah. And probably like a top eight seed or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then we'd also, you know, we play State again. We play Virginia right. Tech twice. Um, so you put, we play Wake again. Oh, yeah. So there are just so. opportunities at home there to, yeah. to get things right. and. You know, it's uh, it's go time. We're in the thick of it. It's it's time to get going. But you know, I, I'm not too down after that Clemson loss. You know, just if it would have been another blowout, and then we're just yeah. getting just blown out on the road every single time, that would be discouraging. But I thought we just played the best team in our conference, and really, to me, you you walk out of there thinking we should have won that game. Yeah, you know, or we at least should have been in it at the buzzer. You know, it should have been all the way to the to the buzzer to where we had ourselves to a chance to win there. But yeah, you know. I think the fan base would feel really differently if we hadn't kind of collapsed in the last couple minutes versus Kansas and in this mm -hmm. one. Yeah. We have two fewer losses. We have a great win against Kansas and things are looking really different. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, that's a good point too, because that Kansas game, we're right there. I mean, we're I up think five. We were up five. Yeah. We're yeah. Up four minutes it just, left or so. It just flipped. It just flipped right around on us. Um, you know. That would have been nice looking back at it because Kansas just keeps finding ways to win yeah. like, for whatever reason. Just these one, two possession games, they just keep pulling them out. It's crazy at this point. Um, but I mean, some of that's luck, but sometimes that's the only difference between a team with a great record and one with a mediocre record. Yeah. It's just what you do in those one possession games. Yeah. And so it's just learning to win. Um, you know, coach talked about that. I'm sure he's had having some flashbacks to 07, 08, right about now, or 08 was actually pretty good, but 07, just trying to find a way to win. And you just, I don't know if you can really teach that when you're this young. I mean, you know, another thing, and we'll get out of here, but put it into perspective a little bit. So if you, if you're talking to us, Duke fans in the summer about, well, you're going to be missing your junior captain. Um, and when you had him, he's not going to be the tournament roach that you thought he was going to be, right? That wasn't quite as clear of a, a transition to that. Um, he had two really great games and then he had some bad ones. And so you, you don't have him. You're super young. You're playing a reserve big man from Northwestern who you're starting. The, you know, two of your, your top two freshmen are both going to get hurt and then also underperform. Mm -hmm. And this is just where we're at. You know, this is kind of who we are right now. So it, 
you know, it's, when I think you told me all that. I'm just kind of surprised that we beat some of the teams we beat. How are we as good as we were? They we were pretty good and we beat them somehow. So yeah. Yeah. That's looking like a great win now. Um, it's our best, it's our best win. win. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so, you know, we'll keep rolling the ball out keep seeing what happens and, you know, maybe we can find something again at somewhere. It's at this point, it's just the, the grind of the season, grind of the conference. The conference has been a little bit better than anticipated. We might have been a little bit worse than anticipated due to all those factors we just mentioned. So that's a recipe where you're going to be middle of the pack. I mean, who knows if it'll be the same under Shire versus K, but we were always at our worst in January under K, yeah. invariably. Yeah. And then we would kind of rebound in February. So I'm hoping for something kind of similar. Yeah. Um, and it, there's really no better place to start than now. I mean, you get, mm. you come off a tough loss, you get to come back home against a good Miami team. That would be huge for momentum. Oh, yeah. Um, if you could rattle off some, a couple wins in a row here, you know, obviously if you can cap it off with a win at, at home against North Carolina, that would be great, you know, but it's going to be tough. You know, you got Georgia Tech kind of in the middle there as the only team that's kind of quote unquote bad. So it's, Every game's going to be a test, and you know we'll as bad as we shoot the ball, I don't take anybody for granted. That's for sure. No, that's going to keep you, you know if you shoot the ball poorly and you play at a slower pace, that's just a recipe for just being in. Keep letting teams be in every game that you're in. You know, that's um, just it's just who we are right now. I, I think at this point, we've, the sample size is big enough to just you know, adjust the expectations or adjust the questions that we're asking about the team um, and just see where it goes. I don't know. But y'all got anything else on this before we get out of here? I just hate having a week off in between a loss. So that's, you know, I'm ready to get back out there. I wish we could be suiting up tomorrow night. Yeah, but if it does mean like if you if you are having guys injured, it is a great time for kind of reintegration. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. it's a time to kind of get right um, to watch Hopefully some film. You know, for Derek yeah. needs to watch some film of these two games. Filipowski mm-hmm. needs to watch some film of that Clemson game. What went wrong? Had Proctor, you know, in terms of like, hey, this is who we need you to be. Watch some film. Get back into it. Um, you know. And we'll see what happens. But, you know, in the meantime, you can rate, review, subscribe, email us at the devil's den pod at gmail.com. Um, you know, nice comments, five stars, good reviews. Find us on the boards at the devil's den.com and uh, keep the faces strong in the verb high. Go to. Mm-hmm.